I give you greetings on this great Sabbath. Yes, I did say great Sabbath, not Good Friday. The service that we so love actually began as a great Sabbath afternoon love feast here at Home Church, and the Good Friday evening service was added in 1914 to accommodate the overflow from Saturday afternoon. Over time, the Friday night service became the better attended, and in 2002, the Saturday afternoon service was discontinued due to declining attendance. So what we've done here is observe the great Sabbath on this evening. Our secular calendar says it's still Friday, but this is the Sabbath. Sabbath begins at nightfall on Friday, so sometime between the time Andrew welcomed you to a Good Friday love feast and now, we are now in the Sabbath. So we begin our great Sabbath reflection with a familiar story as recorded in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And there was evening and there was morning, the first day. Did you hear that? There was evening and there was morning, the first day. Day begins at evening. That's the way the creation is reported throughout the first chapter of Genesis. Each day begins with the evening. And on the sixth day, God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. On the sixth day, God completed all the work that he had done. And on the seventh day, God rested from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all the work of creation. Here's the beginning of another very familiar story at the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning, same start, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being. Without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us. Throughout this Lenten season here at Home Church, we've been reflecting on the final words of Jesus from the cross. Last week, we reflected on Jesus' final word as recorded in the Gospel of John. It is finished. After saying this, Jesus died. His work on earth was finished. Tonight, we've heard how Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took the body of Jesus, wrapped it, 
in spaces and linen cloths and laid it in a new tomb. All four of the Gospels agree that Jesus died on the day of preparation, the day when all was to be made ready for the Sabbath, the holy day of rest. Mark and Luke record that this took place late in the day, in the evening, as the Sabbath was beginning. Luke goes on to tell us that after the burial, as it was the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandment. One of those Ten Commandments, honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Rest. Creation, the completion of creation, rest. This is what we hear in Genesis and in the Gospels, in the creation of the world and in the passion of Christ. The first creation with Jesus Christ, the Word, present and active throughout, brought to completion, followed by God at rest. The new creation with Jesus present and active here on earth in the word become flesh was completed in his passion, his suffering, and his death and was followed by God at rest. The Genesis story the cre presents the creation of humanity as God's final act prior to reviewing the whole creation, seeing it as very good and resting for what God had done. You know, I sometimes imagine all of creation pausing from all that new activity of growing and multiplying and roaming around, exploring the newness of the earth and getting to know all the other parts of creation. I imagine the whole of creation even breathing silently, aware, participants in God's holy rest. On that seventh day, God and all of God's holy, beautiful creation rested. The death of Jesus was his final act prior to his rest on that great Sabbath. The human Jesus, we believe, was truly God become flesh dwelling among us. And the broken body of Jesus laid in the tomb. And all Jesus' followers in hiding and in fear rested on that Sabbath day. God rested. This evening, my friends, we observe that Sabbath of rest at that very moment of the completion of creation and the beginning of new life. We are part of the new creation that happened through that death we've celebrated, that we remembered earlier this afternoon. Through that resurrection, we will celebrate Sunday morning. We are part of that new creation. What will that new life be for each of us, that new life, that begins here. Here are the words of Paul. Paul writes, from now on, therefore, from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, 
everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled him, uh, to us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we, we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Wait a minute, be reconciled to God, Paul says. Didn't Jesus do that? What do you mean, be reconciled to God? Aren't we all ready? Yes, that work is done. Yet, we must live that reality, or indeed for us, it is no reality at all. We have been given what Paul calls the ministry of reconciliation. God has given us a message of reconciliation. My sisters and brothers, Reconciliation cannot take place without honesty. Reconciliation cannot take place without confession and repentance. Reconciliation cannot take place without justice. Reconciliation cannot take place without costly, risky, life-giving love. The writer of the first letter of John reminds us that we love because God first loved us. Those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. If anyone is in Christ... There is a new creation. My sisters and brothers, on this great Sabbath of rest, you are newly created through the life, sufferings, and death of Jesus. So living in that new creation in Christ, you are freed to live a new life, a life free from fear, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you. You are freed to acknowledge your failures and your faults, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you. You are freed to reach out to those with whom you need reconciliation, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you and in them. You are freed to forgive, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you and in the one whom you forgive. You are freed to love all God's children, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you and in all of creation. You are freed to act for justice for all, knowing that the new creation is even now coming to life in you. As you observe this Sabbath of rest, 
the holy rest of the Lord. God's rest after the completion of the new creation. May you also rest in the sure and certain hope, the assurance beyond all shadow of a doubt, that the new creation is coming to life within you, among you, and empowering you to be reconciled to God and to be reconciled to one another. My brothers and sisters, the new creation is even now coming to life. Thanks be to God.